Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the Race of Hope podcast. Here with your host, Rushank, and your co-host, Bufan. Woo! I don't know why I'm making co-host. You're actually the host of this as well. But I thought, like, you're always a special guest. Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> you know, fuck it. <laughs> so, who do we have you on today, Bufs? Today, we have Aditi... Yeah, so today we have Aditi on as a guest, so thank you very, very much for jumping on. No, thank you for having me. It's an honor. It's going to be a really good episode to this one. So um, before we begin, Aditi, I just want to ask, you know, how's your week been this week? <laughs> a bit of an interesting week. I've had a few ups and downs. Like um, the week started pretty busy. I had a friend's wedding, and then that was all great. And then, bam! I put up some content on Instagram, and it didn't perform nice. well. And oh. then I was like, "Oh shit! Like, is this what I want to do?" And I was like, really, like all over the place mentally. And then today was a good day again. So I guess this week has ups and downs. Ups and downs. <laughs> yeah. That, that's good for us. That's, that's good. For <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what good, you want. That's good for our episode. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Rishang? How's your week been? Oh, that it's says a lot already. As soon as you start with the, uh, you know, it's, it's <laughs> a lot. Uh, it's been a, it's been a bad week. It's been a bad week. Oh, work, straight w- up bad work, week. work has been a headache. Yeah, uh, had a had a pretty shitty weekend. Mm. Um, but uh, look, it's Thursday, Friday, tomorrow. Um, the drinking starts, so I'm looking forward to it. Ah, using drinking to solve your problems. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Always works. <laughs> Quick reference to our toxic coping mechanisms uh, <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah. How about you? How are you? Yeah, yep. my week's been all right. Um, it was generally, it was pretty chill to be honest because it was just work, didn't do much. Um, I went to the Lakemba markets, like they had the night markets going on. I thought they closed Yeah, down. so it's not the actual stores they've set up. It's like the street on Hambledon or Ham, Hambledon, yeah. I don't know how to spell it. And like, it's just the shops on that street are open like till late. Sure. And I tried the Kanefe or Kanafe. I don't know how to spell it. Kanefe. I don't want to get cancelled, but bro, that is really <laughs> overrated. Like, Are you joking? Yeah, no, no. I don't know oh, if I just no. had bad ones or not. But like, no, it was okay at best. Yeah, like, I don't know. I Maybe because like, <laughs> yeah. See? Well, you, no, you don't I like it either? No, no. I think it's really like, it's really hype. Like, do you know that um, sweet that you get at like Indian pujas? Like, it has like the... Sevia? Yes. Yes. That's literally what it tastes like, except it's got a crispy uh, coating, and it's like, uh, like it's okay. See, the thing is, I love cheese. Hype. I love That's cheese, exactly so I'll just eat it. Real. It doesn't taste I love like it. cheese. Doesn't taste like cheese. No, it just dries my mouth. Like literally, like it's sweet cheese. Like I don't even get the cheesy texture. Like I'll eat it and I can't eat another bite. Like I was just gone. Are you sure you having kanaf and not, yeah, not, not yes. smoking a joint? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't. We don't condone. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, fair enough. But all right. So you know, it's not an episode if we don't do a quiz. So. Let's let's do a trivia. It's always between uh, Rushank and the guest. So it's between Aditi and Rushank this time around. It's because the guest always looks smarter than me. Um, I'm gonna give it to you this time because I don't even know what the question is, but I'm so bad at. Oh no, trivia. same, same. I don't know the question no, either. Okay, cool. I, I never tell Rushank the question. He Amazing. usually loses as well. So like you know, you got this going for you. No pressure. You d- <laughs> this is this is how you make our guests look smart. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, okay, so this one, um, this was like a funny kind of trivia one. So I just um, thought I'd take this one, this approach. So, question one. In Texas, it is illegal to swear in front of what? A, a corpse, B, your wife, C, your pet. B, your wife. Fair enough. What about you? What would you say? I would say A, corpse. <laughs> she doesn't. Yeah, she was. Jesus she Christ. Right. <laughs> your wife. <laughs> Aditi. Ding, ding. <laughs> All right, that goes to Aditi. All right, second one. In Georgia, it's illegal to eat what with a fork? 
A. Fried chicken. B. Noodles. C. Pasta. Fried chicken. Okay. Okay. Noodles. Ooh, the song goes to Bruchang. It was fried chicken. Yeah, it was fried Who's chicken. Fried chicken with a fork. <laughs> I don't know, but it's like to make it illegal, it's a bit next level. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and just lastly, with how many bricks is the Empire State Building made of? Is it A, 10 million, B, 100 million, or C, 50 million? I forgot all the options. I'll just say uh, is it ten, Okay, so <laughs> 10 million, 100 million, or 50 million? Uh, 10 million. 100 million? Okay. 100, 100 million. 100? 100 million. Lock it in? Lock it in. Lock your jaw. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I love the impressions. What about you? I don't know. I'm going to say C. Because he said B. And he oh, okay. So 100 or 50. Okay. So, yeah. Both incorrect at that one. So, I guess it ended in a tie. It was 10 million. Jesus Christ. 10 million. Um, 10 so million looks a lot less. Sounds less, eh? I was. Yeah. I don't know if I, these are like really up to date. I wasn't. I don't even sure if it's still illegal for the Texas one and the Georgia one. But I just found this on the internet, so I just always go with it. Do you just search up random quizzes every? I just. I just search up um, <laughs> funny trivia questions, and then they show up like a bunch of them, and I just use that. <laughs> Next but episode, yeah. we're doing a BuzzFeed quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Find your love language. Uh, All right, let's jump into it. Let's jump into it. So I think um, Aditi, tell us a bit about yourself. Okay, well, I am a full-time content creator and makeup artist. Um, studied a Bachelor of Finance and Economics and was working as an accountant till literally six months ago. So I was a very different person six months ago. Um, and yeah, that's what I'm doing full-time now. I don't, that's my hobby and my work and everything combined into one. So if you ask me what I'm passionate about, it's my work. So. I like that. I like that. Because I think a lot of people that work, right, they're not like, I guess they're not passionate about it. People do it because, you know, it's a nine to five. It pays the bills and everything. But mm-hmm. being able to do something you're passionate about, that's a hobby and you love as well, I think, you know. That's always a new perspective to have. So, wait, have you were you ever in like the nine to five field initially? Oh, yeah. Yeah? I was. Um, until, like I said, six months ago, mm-hmm. I would go into the city every day. He saw me on the bus, probably looking depressed as hell, sleeping all the time, <laughs> getting on the 7.30 bus, hating my life, and literally every minute was a struggle. It was okay for the first few years because I didn't know any better. I just thought, you know, being brown, you just do this. Like, you just graduate and you start working at a firm and then do the 9 to 5 hustle and that's it. And, you know, that's how it works. But, like, lockdown changed me like march 2020 was like a turning point for me i was working in my accounting role Mm -hmm. but i was at home and so i had a bit more time so i was like playing around with like videos and creating content and i'm like i love this Mm. and literally overnight it turned into my like burning passion yeah i had attempted it like a few years ago because i've had my makeup business for like five years now Mm -hmm. so i had kind of like sporadically attempted it over the years and I really enjoyed it, but I didn't like pursue it. Like I didn't really like set a goal for myself and pursue it. So March 2020 really changed that for me. And then I went on working. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to manage it. I'm going to edit on the bus. And Mm -hmm. then you might've seen me with my laptop on the bus. Like that's (laughs) when things changed a bit. And then I tried to squeeze in everything in my life in one go and it just wasn't working out. And I was getting really stressed at work. And my manager was really shit. And then, Bam. I was like, I'm quitting. This is this is not what I want to do anymore. Just uh-huh. like pull the plug and do what you want full time. And then I just went full time with content and makeup. And I, I'm literally living my best life. That's Oofed. incredible. Oofed. Yeah. So walk us through those emotions that you would have felt before you decided to quit. Because I know you must have had like situations where like, 
do I really want to quit or mm-hmm. uh, like I won't be, what happens if I don't make enough money and like, you know, oh, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Were you feeling all those kinds of emotions? hundred percent. Probably exactly what you explained, like on steroids, like mm. literally every night, the month before I quit was probably the worst. I was crying mm. on average every night when mm. I got home from work. Like, love, um, it, we'll love it when there's an average. <laughs> <laughs> average. <laughs> average. An average, but like literally mm. Probably like five days a week, I was crying. Mm. Friday night, I was like, oh, it's the weekend. And then Sunday night, I was like, oh, shit, it's work again. And I was so stressed. It wasn't that like the job was a problem. Like, obviously, you know, when you don't know better, a nine to five job can be like amazing. You know, you you meet people, you have fun, like you work and like, you know, it's a nice culture and stuff. But when you have something else in mind, you really don't want to be at that nine to five. And every component of it just becomes really, really frustrating. And... Yeah, so it was stressful. It was really stressful. Um, I was getting like a lot of pressure at work and mm. then I came home and I feel like I couldn't perform with my business stuff and I was freaking out. I was like, what do I do? I don't want to quit. The biggest thing mentally for me was I paid like $45,000 for my degree, okay? Like, mm. am I really going to quit one year after graduating? And th- that just to me, that whole concept felt like I just was chucking that money down the drain and I was like freaking out about it because I'm like, I don't know, what if this doesn't work mm. out? Like, in my head, I was just, like, assuming the worst possible thing. Right. Like, everyone was telling me, like, you know, well, my parents were pretty supportive, actually. I think that's, like, something which I was, am really grateful for. Yeah. Like, my parents and my, like, boyfriend and my immediate family were really supportive. And they were like, you know, it's okay. Take Just try it. If you don't like it, see how you go. You can always go back to accounting. Which they were right, but in my head, I was like battling so many emotions. Basically, my biggest concern was, am I going to make enough money? Like, can I sustain this as a career? Not so much what people would think. That was not like something which was like on my mind because I think I had done the traditional nine to five and worked in corporate and I knew that Mm. I don't want to do it forever. So yeah, I was just like struggling every day. And then finally, when when I quit, it was amazing. Like I woke up and I felt like, Literally, it was like life-changing. That morning, yeah. I woke up so happy and I'm like, I haven't felt this kind of happiness in so long. But yeah. Wow. Like, I think a big part that I picked up there was the fact that you had the support from your family, your boyfriend, and the close people around you. I think in situations like those, you also do hear about the fact that a lot of the times when you want to quit something that's so normal in everyday's li- like everyday life, like a nine-to-five, you may also be told like, that you won't get a lot of support. Like I've heard of that happening quite yeah. a bit. Oh, yeah. And it's good that you got that support to actually, you know, push you just a bit further to actually make that choice. So I guess starting off, you know, with content creating, uh, content creation and, um, but you you'd already had started the makeup yeah, business. Yeah, so that's and what I was going right. to say. Actually, yeah. I was going to say like the support didn't come overnight. Like mm. it's not like I just woke up one day and I was like, okay, I'm going to quit my job yeah. and do makeup. I had started the business five years ago right. and I'd sort of mm. been pursuing it. Um, like on weekends whenever I could um, I would take clients and mm-hmm. sort of be posting on Instagram and stuff so yeah like I had been doing it for five years and I feel like that's why my parents were like confident that mm-hmm. you know I could sort of make something of this yeah. yeah okay so then if we like go back a bit like you know when five years ago when you initially started it uh, so walk us through what you felt like you know of course at the start it's always a challenge like you know getting the followers the viewership and everything like that did you ever feel like giving up so it's actually funny because mm. from the from day one, yeah. I had actually no intention of like growing my Instagram. Mm. Like obviously that was was happening organically, but I didn't try. Like yeah. that wasn't my goal because it wasn't content creation, which was my goal. It was makeup, growing mm. in as a makeup artist, growing as someone that people would book for their events, right? Mm-hmm. And um, 
I guess followers don't really matter. It's just your work and how many clients you're turning over every week, which is what matters with that. Mm. Um, but it's only recently where I've pursued content creation for the past year where followers have really mattered. Right. And that is a whole new thing we can dive into about <laughs> mental health and numbers because the numbers can really screw with your head. And that's my biggest mental health struggle right now is the numbers. I'm like trying to tell myself they don't matter, but they do matter. Yeah. And it's like, it's such a like, it's such a hard field to navigate. Right. Okay. So let's actually dive into that right now. So in terms of like content creation, the numbers behind it, because of course, social media will play a big impact in terms of mental health. So I just wanted to ask, so how is it impacting your mental health? Like what do the numbers mean to you and what is the viewership? What does all that like link back to for you? Right. Well, like, okay, to be very honest, mm. the numbers to me, unfortunately, mm -hmm. this is a problem which I'm trying to deal with, <laughs> uh -huh. but it's basically, it's a measure of my success, which is yeah. not how it should be. Like, mm -hmm. but it just, to me, I feel like, oh, like, you know, I could be at this amount of followers and like, that means this people don't like, you know, really want to follow my work, which means I'm probably not good. So it really affects my mental health. It's Got like a you. cycle. Mm. But then some days I'm like, okay, my engagement is insane. Like, I have the most amazing followers. Like, yeah. I'm not even joking. Like, if I upload a photo, I will get like, it's like sixty percent engagement rate. Like, it's it's amazing. Like, That's people really good. people comment and people like and people DM and yeah. it's it's insane. And people actually trust my opinion, which is what I have to keep telling myself that that's what matters at the end of the day. Like mm -hmm. brands and getting brand deals and sponsorships and stuff, they come through engagement, not through the number of followers you have. Obviously, the number mm -hmm. of followers you have help, but it's all about how your followers engage. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I just have to keep telling myself that and I just sort of like, you know, get through it every day. Yeah. <laughs> like, and also the algorithm on Instagram is absolutely shocking. Oh, yeah. Um, it's trash. It's oh, disgusting. Yeah. Like, so what is the algorithm? What is this? I hear this algorithm all the time. Do you, are yeah. you able to share that secret? Oh, it's not. A, well, is actually, it even a secret? It, it's a secret because I can't seem to crack it. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> yeah. <but> Got like, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. If Instagram can share the secret with me. That yeah. Ten <laughs> secrets I don't want you knowing about. <laughs> <laughs> what I've picked up is like the more engagements. Like I've realized when we post engaging stories where, you know, it's like a poll or something like that. Mm. Our viewership and our engagement increases. Yeah. And like, but when we just post like a, a, just a normal story, you know, just like sharing another post or something like that. Yeah. It's not, as we don't get as many views or we don't get as many, as much engagement. So I think that does play a part. Is that something it's you different. can relate I to? I think everyone says different things. Sometimes mm. they say that you have to like save things. Yeah. So Sometimes they say, say. like share things. It ah, keeps changing. Okay. Okay. So it's constantly changing. Mm. The, the reason why I wish I had pursued content creation wholeheartedly five years ago is because the algorithm was so like so much, so much more giving. Like mm. it would, if you were posting consistently, it would put out your posts. You would grow, like you get a lot of followers. Whereas now you could be posting every day, which is what I do. I almost post every single day, which is mm. another thing I do to myself. Uh -huh. But that's like a lot of pressure I put on myself. But I try to post every day because I'm like consistency definitely helps. Mm -hmm. But the posts have to like people have to save it as you said and also share it um so like you have to make posts which are engaging for people like people find valuable yeah. so what i've realized mm. is you have to think someone's going to see this post are they going to share it to their friends in dms like what's going to make them share it like right. mm. that's the question that's a burning question but yeah it's really hard to kind of crack what the right thing to do is 100 percent. i think at the end of the day as long as you're putting something your best Mm. you would just hope for the best yeah, yeah. right yeah, yeah exactly oh True. and people okay this is oh my god no shade to anyone <laughs> <laughs> but like there's people who post the most crap crap and they will have like <laughs> a shit ton of followers
dramas overnight. Like people grow like crazy and I'm like, but wait, why? Like, is their content valuable? Mm-hmm. Why would people share this with each other? <laughs> I'm like, how did they grow? Like that is another annoying thing because it's like, how? Like, if, like, I don't want, like, I don't know. Like, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, uh, mm-hmm. even, um, even, like, we've seen the same thing in the past. Right? A lot of our friends have like started things and we'll see another person start the same thing, have a lot of followers. I oh, think yeah. when you initially start off or even like in, at any t- time or period, it's what kind of support group you have or what kind of friends you have, right? Yeah. Like if you have like 10 friends, you're going to have 10 friends to follow. But mm. if you have like 200 friends, yeah. you're going to get 200 followers. Mm-hmm. I know? think that's so true. Like it all really depends like on what support you do have. Like how many people, like how many of your friends are going to share your posts? Yeah. I, and I think if you have like a decent amount of following and fans and friends, like yeah, a lot of people will like, you know, share it. I think that like a one way I've seen a lot of people do it is they have some sort of um reward behind it or oh, share this and you know this and this and this will happen like it's like okay but like i think that's very inorganic if anything like yeah. it's like are you going to be keeping those followers in the end so exactly. yeah. like that's the thing um but i like i want to wind it back one more time because <laughs> i think what i missed out on was you know how when you when you did start like five five years ago as a makeup artist uh was there like did you ever feel like how would I say your mental health was impacted at that point? Because I know you're saying right now it's all about the number game. What about mm. back then? What was it for you that really like demotivated you and whatnot? Would you say? Interestingly enough, mm-hmm. like this might this is probably not the answer you want. Yeah. But five years ago, I was so carefree. Right. That, okay. That is something I wish I could bring back mm-hmm. to my current self. Mm-hmm. But five years ago, when you start with nothing, you have nothing to like. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. expect anything from yourself, right? Yeah. You just do it, and then if positive things come your way, you're like, oh, wow, this is great. And then you keep pushing. And then that's when you start putting pressure on yourself. That's mm-hmm. when the mental health issues come in because you're benchmarking yourself against things. Yeah. But if you have nothing to, you haven't done anything in the past, that's the best thing you could do for yourself at that point. So mm-hmm. five years ago, I started, I was really like, I would say naive. I mm-hmm. just started and I had a bunch of friends who were helpful at, like, at the time, you know, they, mm-hmm. they would come to me. Like, I wouldn't say they would pay for my work, but they would, support me they'll post right. me on their instagrams which in a way obviously you support mm-hmm. and then word of mouth spread and then slowly things started to get better and better and then i sort of i did this to myself where i was like oh but like you know her winged eyeliner is so clean right i wish my winged eyeliner was clean oh wow yeah and mm-hmm. then i would try like frustrate myself over that i'd be like okay let me work on this and then i'd be like okay but her like I don't know like I don't know just things like that like I would just start putting pressure on myself and then that's where I feel like you get into like this rut and then it's really hard to get out of so yeah five years ago I was really happy I guess naive yeah no got you so you kind of did you feel like you kind of fell into this thing like that we call like it's the comparison trap Mm -hmm. where you start just comparing yourself to other people and try to be like try to match on their level do you feel like it was like on that kind of yeah, after Five. a while, definitely. Yeah? yeah that's uh, for sure. And do you think, like, for anyone out there, because I know sometimes it's considered healthy competition to, of course, you know, try to be as good as you can, use other people's ideas. I know we do that with other podcasts and whatnot mm-hmm. as well. So do you think at a certain point it can be healthy for you or do you feel like it's just it's not healthy at all? No, it's definitely healthy to a certain extent, but I, I don't know what the extent is. Yeah, <laughs> like, you don't know what the, I, If yeah. I knew, then things would be a lot easier. Yeah. But, Sure. Like it's, I'll give you an example. Like there's mm. this girl that I absolutely love on Instagram. She's from Canada. Mm. Um, her name's Tanushka. Mm. Um, 
Shout out to her. She doesn't know who I am. But anyway. And she produces amazing content. Like her content is beautiful. It is like so clear the way she shoots things. She does everything right. And I really use her as my role model. I don't really compare myself to her. But I use her as like a, a benchmark. I'm like, oh, this is how I'd like to grow to like to producing things like this. And right. honestly, I felt like she helped me grow so much. Because yes, I benchmark myself against her. But I was like it helped like it pushed me out of my comfort zone and it taught me like where my kind of flaws were so it helps you grow but then there's other people where i'm like this is unhealthy what i'm doing is unhealthy so mm-hmm. it's just a matter of differentiating what's yeah. healthy and what's unhealthy like but yeah it's, it's hard. I'm not gonna lie i've seen like you know i'm a guy obviously we don't do much makeup but i've seen this <laughs> content like different you know artists and everything and it's incredible how they like turn themselves into like something I, i know you did like a lot of like emoji uh, yeah. uh um inspired looks and things like that i love like, your transitions yeah i love yeah, the, transitions. Yeah, the real like, transitions are insane. <laughs> <laughs> like for us guys it's literally as good as like putting wax in our hair and going out but oh, yeah, things, changing your shirt yeah, yeah literally changing your shirt <laughs> but with the things you guys do like it the amount of hard work and like creativity you guys require i don't think you guys get like enough attention or enough credit for that because it's, it's a lot mm. it's yeah. a lot definitely With that though, I wanted to ask because the reel only goes for 30 seconds, the TikTok goes for 60. How long does it actually take for the um for the whole makeup like, you know, for you guys to do the makeup, yeah. do the reel and everything? How long does that all take? It's such a joke. I don't know if you want to hear. She has a team now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, if the team counts as my boyfriend and then me editing my own photos, that's a team, sure. Um, oh, it's so funny. I uploaded a photo the other day and people were like, "Your team is incredible." And I'm literally looking at them like <laughs> Okay, I guess you're my team now. What team? You you guys better like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um no, sorry. What did you ask? So <laughs> like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this happens a lot. Went on a tangent. You asked how yeah. long it takes to do yeah. a look. Okay, so um on average those like creative looks, they take like four or five hours. No way. And What that's like not hell? even wow. conceptualizing it. That is the tree just like doing it. Mm. But like getting the like getting the things you need and like coming up with the idea, deciding how to do your transition, editing, that's a, that's like another like it's like eight hours. So you, the 30 second reel you see on Instagram, that's taken me probably like 15 hours to put together from end to end. Wow, that's so incredible. Guys, please save it and comment. <laughs> <laughs> show some engagement. Yeah, show some engagement. There's so much work uh, put behind that's this. That's why it's such a mental health thing because it's like you put in so much effort and then you upload it and then it doesn't perform as well then you're like what a waste of time yeah. was it crap or was it good did i just upload it at the wrong time like there's just so many things that Going can affect on, yeah. you mentally that's actually incredible like four to five hours dude holy crap 15 hours all up that's yeah. insane and i think i can completely get where you're coming from there though like imagine putting all that hard work and not because as a content creator that's your goal right engagement mm-hmm. like it's to get that and if you don't like i feel like yeah you you do feel like you know wait what did i do wrong and everything like so it's definitely It definitely hurts cuz even I think it's yeah. similar to like when you're in, even if in a night five job like you're given a project oh, and yeah. you've put all your effort into it and it doesn't perform. Mm-hmm. I think you'd have the same kind of, you know, you'd feel sad at the end of the day. 100%. Yeah. So I think it's it's similar but I think with this it's different cuz this is something like your passion, right? Yeah. You're passionate about. Imagine like mm. having a vision, having the entire like, you know, I want to do this, that and everything and mm. then it doesn't get the engagement you want. Yeah. It's yeah, I think it, I think it'll make like it, it makes you question yeah. a lot of oh, a yeah. lot of questions come in your head, right? Yeah. Mm. So then what would you say like, you know, in those kinds of in those kinds of scenarios, what do you do to like I guess motivate yourself to continue doing it cuz as demotivating as they can be like at like mm-hmm. pro- especially 15 hours of work. 
Yeah. How would you say you kind of convince yourself, like, it's okay, let's, like, move on to the next step. Like, we have yep. to keep pushing forward. What would you – what are the steps involved? Um, step one, <laughs> cry. <laughs> Let it out. <laughs> step one, highlighted, <laughs> underlined, bold. Rishank's a daily at that anyway. Don't worry, Rishank, you got step one down. <laughs> Literally, no, it's, it's kind of sad, but, like, mm. if, if something does bad, I just – like, I'll mm. be sad about it, I'll suck about it, I'll cry about it. Yeah. The next day I'll wake up and just do another thing. Like, that's mm. literally how I work. Mm. Like, And I tell myself, like, that if I don't wake up the next morning and do it – like, I, I feel like the next morning it's like a reset for me. Like, because my passion is reset the next morning. Like, mm. that – what what happened yesterday doesn't affect me because I'll try to keep myself busy with the next thing. And that's honestly how I look at it. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's – it's probably not the best thing. I wish I wasn't a crier, but I feel like it's a way I can, like, let out my stress and – if it makes me like do what I have to do the next day, that's all that matters. Really. But I think yeah. crying's all right. I'm a I'm a hard um, advocate for crying. <laughs> yeah, I'm not not even kidding. Not even kidding. Promoting crying. It's my outlet. Crying sponsored by Razor Fire. <laughs> no, like honestly, even with me, because I'm in my final year of uni. Like me and my friends, I mentioned on the last podcast. Um, we have a lot of breakdowns through the week. Oh yeah. But I think crying helps a lot because you've. You bottle up all these emotions, right? Like, hey, this didn't go well. That didn't go well. You've let it out. So when you wake up the next morning, okay, that's, now that's out of me. Try, exactly. try again. Yeah. So I, 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 I get to a point where crying too much, you know, is like, you know, it's, it's, it, it might be bad. Yeah. But I wholeheartedly, like, advocate crying for things like this. Because, I mean, you put in so much effort and everything and it doesn't perform. So I think crying is okay for a I think I've made it sound like I'll sit there and cry every night. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think... That's me, don't worry. (laughs) It'll be like, you know, like a once a week kind of thing. (laughs) It's not like I sit there and cry every night. I love (laughs) (laughs) But yes, just to clarify, just to justify my tears. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) So if you ever see her crying, it's because of one of her her posts. My post didn't do well. Give it a share, guys. (laughs) (laughs) So at this point, like, I've literally been, like, referring mostly to instagram uh do you have tiktok as well yeah look tiktok is like a a place where i'm still kind of navigating like i have tiktok Mm -hmm. but i feel like i don't know like i'm not my personality i feel like doesn't align with tiktok i feel like my personality aligns with instagram even though that sounds really weird Mm. but i'm not that type of like i'm a perfectionist Mm. and so i love instagram i'm not the type of person who's gonna grab my phone and be like Film like a stupid TikTok. <laughs> I mean, TikToks aren't stupid. I yeah. respect people who do them. And I wish I could because the algorithm is so much more supportive on TikTok. Mm. And I try. Like, I, tr- I do. But I feel like I just, I feel like I resonate more with Instagram. And TikTok is a place where I'm like, yeah, I should. Uh, I feel you. I feel like I, feel I need you. to, like, push myself to, like. But I feel like it could be, it probably would be a lot smarter to be focusing on TikTok and not Instagram. Because it's actually a lot better. Right. Yeah, no, that's basically. The only reason I asked is because. Um, recently I went to this, uh, this event and, uh, I'll ask, like, you know, I was asking them, oh, what do you think I should do to increase my, I guess, engagement, engagement? How do I get my podcast more out there? Yeah. First thing he said was start making video podcasts. So we're trying to work on that. But the second thing he said is get TikTok. Mm. And he's like, um, the thing with TikTok is it's like you said, the algorithm is so much more friendlier than Instagram. You put a few hashtags and like, it's so it's specific to each audience that it helps. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you can get your target audience really fast. Yeah. Um, like, the real, like comparati- comparatively, the reels that we've uploaded on 
um, Instagram compared to TikTok, I've got more engagement. So, like, I, I get what you mean. But I know the other thing with that TikTok is that you have to consistently be posting. And yeah. that's the thing. You don't realize, you just mentioned this. What actually helps on these posts, right? This is it's completely stupid. Yeah. It's the freaking hashtags. <laughs> yeah. Hashtags help. Hashtags, yeah. Like, you could just put a normal caption, but, like, you put the, like, you know, m- hashtag makeup, hashtag yeah. MUA, and like w- all the, all those like hashtags, even for what our ones. Mm. I don't know how, I don't know how that works. How does that get more like attraction than the actual post? I've itself? never gone on a hashtag like and searched up a hashtag and be like, I want to see like this post and this hashtag. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of confused how that works, yeah. but there are pe- obviously people out there who do that, you know? Fair enough. Yeah. So like, you can also follow hashtags. Like, I don't. Yeah, but I don't think a lot of people do. So do that's what I used to think. So I, mm. until like, I'd say nine months ago, I barely used hashtags. Mm. And then um, I actually had someone tell me, like, specifically, who's a content creator? And she was like, look, you really have to up your hashtag game. How you have to hashtag, this is inside a tea, guys. Oh, hashtags. <laughs> <laughs> you have to hashtag a few medium hashtags, a few large hashtags and small hashtags. For example, if it's, like, makeup, I would say um, something like makeup is a very broad hashtag. It probably has millions, if not billions, of yeah. posts under it. So that's a large hashtag. You should put it there. And then maybe like um, beauty blogger is also a bigger one, but then you can have like um, a small, uh, what's a small one? Like, okay, a medium one would be like blue eyeshadow look. Like see how that's more specific? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you, you have to target all audiences. So you, and there's people who like really specific things as well. So if there's some people who just like blue. So if you like to, like blue makeup, like that's a very specific, right? There's mm. people who follow that religiously. Like that's it's crazy. so weird, but like, now and same with brands i don't know if this really applies to you guys but brands follow hashtags right so if you're ever like trying to get brand deals and stuff go to the brand page click following and then see the hashtags they're following and tag those hashtags because that'll give you a better oh. way to get oh, in contact with brands this is some interesting tea i had That's no idea inside of tea, so, <laughs> so uh, yeah where do you find this following uh with like which brands and which um pages are following which hashtags is it like in the following section or? yeah so when you go on their page and you see who they're following mm. it'll at the, like if you click into it you can see at the top it'll be like hashtags following right. and then you can like see what hashtags they follow. got you no, that great. makes sense and then you can hashtag those and they're probably gonna use that we have work to do tonight yes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of yeah. interesting stuff so Okay, so my next question to you now is, at this point in time, where do you feel like you want to take your um, your content creation and makeup journey? Because you, um, you mentioned this is your full-time now, yes. full-time role. Yes, so do, is this like something you want to pursue for the rest of your life? Is that right? I mean, hopefully. Oh, like, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, if it continues to grow, then yes, I would hope How so. Do you th- I think that's a follow-up question. How do you intend on like what are you looking for like your own your, your own business your own couple of like stores and like what are you what are you, what are you thinking look right now like i have t- it's kind of like two separate things like with my makeup thing i'm hoping to get into more bridal clients and p- make that like a better source of income for me because it's hard because i switched from part-time to full-time and then obviously it's hard to bring a part-time clientele to a full-time level mm. so i'm in the process of doing that um and also with the content obviously it's growing followers it's not just about growing followers, but it's about more getting like getting brand deals and things like that. Because honestly, at the end of the day, followers don't pay you bills. True. It's the brand endorsements which pay you okay. bills. And okay. that's big in the beauty space. So it's just about getting more brand deals while maintaining like an organic sort of like connection with my audience. Like I'm never going to be that person who's like, oh, I got paid to promote like something which is totally unrelated to me. Um, so just growing things organically, but getting brands to work with me on those organic things so obviously, you know, you mm. make money as well as do what you love. And then, yeah, that's the goal with it. 
as of now. Like, it's kind of like a five-year goal. I don't want to think past that because obviously as you grow a bigger following, bigger dreams will come into place, but I don't want to talk about yeah. that because <laughs> let's just grow the following now. And you can call me on your podcast in five years. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a catch-up with Aditi. Yeah. Where is she at today? <laughs> I think I love that, getting paid for doing what you love. Mm-hmm. I think that's incredible. That like, I mean, not a lot of people get to do it. I think that's why uh, when we started this podcast, we mentioned like it's very hard to get out of the nine to five job because it's safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You know, you're getting paid. And to be honest, even if that project of yours doesn't get through, you're still, still going to get, yeah. get paid. Yeah. But starting something of your own. Now, it's not even just makeup. Like, you know, whatever business, whatever business you have, you might start like a retail store. You might start like a little coffee shop, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's going out on a limb and doing something that, you know, you want. Because mm-hmm. to be honest, at the end of the day, when you go do something you want, you're immediately passionate about it. Oh, yeah. 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 I feel, you know what? Whatever, whatever it is, it's going to put you 100% day and night and everything. And getting paid for it and not even paid, getting rewarded for it. Yeah. I think it's incredible. Mm-hmm. I think it's incredible. Yeah. So, like, now that you have, you've said that, I guess my, I wanted to know, like, what would you say, you know, because I'm sure there's so many people out there that want to quit their nine to five. They want to start their own business or their own brand and whatnot. But I guess always, there's always some sort of struggle involved, as you would know yourself. What would you say to those people, like, if they ask for advice from you since, you know, it's been five years and now, like, and the fact that you've made it your full-time passion, what would you tell them, like, if they are struggling, if they don't know what to what decision to make? What would you say? Um, I would say be sure in, mm-hmm. like, obviously you're never going to know every component of it and there's going to always be uncertainty. That's the biggest thing with this. But you need to be sure that it's what you love. Like, I feel like a lot of people glamorize this whole life. Like, people might be, like, looking, listening to this podcast and being like, oh, my God, she quit a nine-to-five and she's been doing makeup and doing this. But it's it's obviously, like, it, it's not as nice as it sounds. Yeah. So you have to love it enough to deal with it the negatives that come with it and no one's going to tell you the negatives right off the bat like like i told you like once you put your all into something it's it's very hard so just just make sure you really love it and also i would suggest trying to like manage a side hustle and a nine to five just for a bit mm-hmm. maybe not as long as i did it um i wish i'd done what i did sooner so like but do it for a while okay i can imagine I can imagine some kid like, Mommy, but Aditi quit her job. <laughs> Why can't I quit my nine to five? I can actually. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm. So just, I think just like, try like manage both. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what I think is if you can manage both, mm-hmm. you have enough passion to come back from your nine to five and work on your side hustle. That's passion. Yeah. If you go to your nine to five and you're like, oh, saves. Like, that just shows you're not passionate enough about your side hustle. I think that's a very good point. It's basically push yourself. Yeah. yeah. Push yourself for a bit. Like, yeah. don't, uh, it's not glamorizing pushing yourself because, like, over, like, uh, mental health is a big thing. And mm. I feel like that's contradictory to what I'm saying. Don't over push yourself because yeah. that's also really bad for you. Yeah, but, 100%. like, make sure you, like, go out on a limb and be uncomfortable for a while because yeah. then you know that you really, really like what you're going to do. Yeah. And it's like I said, going back to that point that you made about the fact that, um, you know, after you're coming back from work and you actually feel like working on, you know, your side hustle, I think that plays a big part in it. Because, like, imagine, like, you know, doing a nine-to-five, you're tired, yeah? For most part, you don't really feel like doing much. Yeah. The fact that you have something that you're passionate about and you want to actually do something, I think that shows a lot over there because of the fact that, generally speaking, like, knowing me, like, anything else, I'd be like, Siebs, but when I know I have, like, to edit this podcast or something like that, I'm like, yeah, I'm keen, I'll do it, like, I'll do it. You know, so that's when I know that I actually enjoy it yeah, exactly. so i think that makes a very good point 
you know, you mentioned the negatives uh, regarding, you know, the content creation um, and like the things that come with it. Would you say it, would you say it was the numbers game that was the co- like the negatives of it, or would you say there's other negatives that other people like you know they don't show on Instagram? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so many negatives. <laughs> Let me get my <laughs> get a pen and paper out and write them down. But um, one thing is also support. So mm. We were talking about that before about your friends supporting you, family supporting you. Mm. Okay, in the beginning, I feel like this is when you're when you're not as successful, people will like feel like supporting you. But I feel like as you grow, people don't feel like supporting you. And mm. I feel like that that is something which I've actually have been struggling to deal with right. recently. Um, I found that friends who were previously supportive are not supportive anymore, and I'm like, why? What's yeah. changed? I haven't changed as a person. It's not like I go there and like like. Yeah. Put, put out what I do to you or like like I haven't I feel like I haven't changed in that sense but I'm like I'm wondering what's changed about our relationship where they've cha- turned unsupported and mm-hmm. I've had friends now who were like before they used to engage in my posts they used to comment they used to like support me and then now that it's like they're, ter- they're where are they like they've disappeared and I understand everyone's going through their own struggles and you know I don't expect that them to be there for me 24-7 but I felt that with a lot of people that as I've grown People have dropped off. Right. That's something which is like a big thing. That's a that's a very interesting point that you made there because um, I've heard in situations that you so do you feel like it's the like the people that you had friend like they were your older friends that you feel like have just dropped off as soon as you've like they're yeah. still my friends but they're unsupportive. They're not if that, that makes supportive. Sense. Okay. Like, there's yeah. like a coldness about uh, in regards to like social media and Instagram. I don't yeah. know. Like I don't know why it is the way. Jealous. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's like between. Passively supporting and actively supporting, mm. right? Yeah. Like, I feel, I mean, for you and with us, I think it's very similar. Right? We're really grateful for our followers and supporters and everything. But I think after a point, people do kind of just like, I don't know. I, I know I, I know what you mean. It's like no, very yeah. on the surface. Like, yeah. they'll, they'll pretend like they support you, but do they actually support you? Like, eh. Actually, yeah, valid point, again, because... You guys just reminded me because of the fact that I realized our supporters have you have you realized like I'm asking Bush right now like have you realized that our supporters have like it's more new people now compared to like the older yeah. people yeah yeah I mean we, so we even have, though like we haven't grown on the level you have but yeah. like we've at least experienced it on a minimum level like where we can see it happening like so we have some some friends of ours who like religiously listen to it and I'll get Snapchat from. My friend Akshay every literally literally every freaking Tuesday that about Aww. some like chucking some kind of meme about uh, about podcast, <laughs> but like there are some people who genuinely listen to it and will support it and everything. But I think there are a few that actually just like wander off and you know they 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 kind of don't support in the way like no shade to them obviously. Yeah. I think <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna say like because in in the end something like a podcast isn't for everyone. You yeah. know, like especially about yeah. the content we talk about, we can understand like some episodes, but it's just something that we also noticed as well for sure. I, yeah. I think the point there is when you're when you're content creating, you're gonna have that ups and downs with your followers and who mm. are you? Might you be your friends, your family, and everything who might not resonate with the content you make and everything. So I think it's it's very it's very. Would you say it's a normal behavior? You know what? It's funny that you say that, that people are not interested in listening to podcasts and stuff, which, like, I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like I have a friend, like, I can have a friend who starts a woodwork business. I don't care about woodwork. I'm not interested yeah. in woodwork. <laughs> yeah. But I'm still going to support their woodwork business. Maybe because mm-hmm. it's like, because I'm a content creator and I know how important support is. Yeah. But I would, like, I have a friend who actually recently started her own, um, I don't know, like, events design and so she does like invites and she's mm-hmm. really creative she's amazing right. and 
like though that's not like something I'm overly interested in, I'll go out on a limb to support her. Yeah. Um. Whereas, like, I feel like you, if you're there's a fine line. It's either like you wouldn't expect that from randoms because they're not your friend. Yeah. But I feel like to be a nice friend is to be supportive, even if something doesn't interest you. Because you can't always have the same interests. That's like, true. That's, that's what I feel personally. I'm like, true. This I agree. Like, you, your friends don't have to like podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> this brings up an interesting question, though. Yeah. Do you think content creators support other content creators? Or do you think it's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring out the Ooh. knives. <laughs> <laughs> the tea once again. The tea once again. <laughs> the tea. Um, it depends who... Like, me and my friend, I don't know if you've heard of the life of a social butterfly, my friend Farnham. Ah, uh, yes. She's yes, amazing. Yes. You should bring her on your podcast. She is amazing. <laughs> but All right. We've got a recommendation. Um, <laughs> but, we, like, we were just talking about this. Like, we have bubbles. So, we call it engagement bubbles. So, yeah. you always have the same people commenting on your posts. So, for example, I know, like, 20 creators who religiously comment on my posts. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate them. But interestingly enough, they're not from Australia. They're from overseas, mm. they're from Canada, and they're from America. They're not from Australia. So I really wonder, like, is it because I'm not an immediate threat to them because I'm not in their little, like, geographic region that they support me? Mm. Why don't Australian creators support me? Yeah. You know, I find that really interesting. And in yeah. the bubble of Australian creators that we have, I feel like people are, like, supportive, but then you wouldn't know if it's genuinely being supportive or just... Because, you, you know, everyone can see that they commented on yeah. the post, you know? Okay. Yeah, in the end, all we do see are the insights, the stats and everything, but we don't see the genuinity behind all those, you know, the engagement, the followers, the likes and everything like that. So I think it's always hard to tell. But I think, a valid, like, you know, as you made that point, how people start dropping off in terms of engagement and whatnot, I think that is kind of a way to tell who was really in it from the start and who wasn't and, like, the support. I think it's a fair thing to address then. Do you think there's a clear competition between all content creators like in different you know i mean because if you see majority of content creators at least in our community in sydney community they're all like you know friends and family and people you know and everything so you'd, you'd think like you know oh yeah it's you know i support you you support me but do you think there's an inherent competition that i still want my um you know my podcast or my uh, business to perform better than yours yeah, look, I feel like that's always going to exist. That's human nature. True. Um, I feel like if we, like, I can sit here and be like, oh, no, everyone's so supportive and kind. and But, like, unfortunately, like, as humans, we are naturally jealous. Uh, like, you know, yeah. that's just how humans work. Like, we're not going to sugarcoat it. So, like, people will always be like, Ugh, like, about you. But it's, it just depends on the extent. Like, I know, like, I have so many content creator friends who are in Australia (laughs) who, like, are literally incredible and, uh, like, we love each other. We support each other all the time and it's genuine. It's 100%. And, like, those girls know who they are. But then there's also people who I'm like, "Uh." so I feel like it's a bit, it's very hard to answer. Like, there definitely is competition, but, yeah, Yeah. it's hard to pick. Like, it's hard to say who you have competition with and who you're friends with, kind of. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's a good piece of advice, (laughs) though, still. I think that's also, I think that also comes in like a, not necessarily like a proper negative, but in negative in a way, like who's, who's a snake and who isn't like, yeah, yeah. like who's, who's (laughs) (laughs) we need to have a snake, uh, (laughs) 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 so, um, with all the content creation and everything that you do, I'd assume, do you take time for yourself, like me time to kind of get away from the screen and everything like that? Do you do that or do you feel like? 
you're not good at doing that, what would you say? I'm so bad at doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I have, this is like one of my biggest negatives. I have absolutely no structure in the sense that mm. I have a method to my chaos, but it's not structured. For example, right. I sleep really, really late at night. I'll sleep like three or four, mm-hmm. but then I'll wake up late. Like, uh, okay. so yeah. I'll be working really, really late. Like you'll find, you'll probably find me editing at 3 a.m. Wow. But <laughs> like I'll sleep into like 10, 1030. Oh, sweet. So like, I'm just like, I, my schedule is a bit weird, but I find that I'm not, I don't really like, I'm always thinking about content. So I don't actually rest, which is another big negative. If you guys are thinking of doing your own thing, like just know that you're always going to have it on your mind. So it's definitely never going to be easier than a nine to five. Mm-hmm. Like you're always going to be answerable and accountable to yourself, yeah. which is a really, really hard thing to do. You really have to know how to compartmentalize. Like another thing I'm finding now is because my boyfriend's taking my photos and we like, mm-hmm. I'll come with, like he, he works a nine to five. So mm-hmm. on weekends um, I'll be like, Hey, do you want to come? And I'm like, but I feel really bad because it's your only weekend. And he's like, he's really nice. He's like, Oh no, it's okay. I'll come with you. I'm like, Oh, but I feel bad. I, <laughs> like, if I was working a nine to five, would I do that for you? <laughs> but, <laughs> well, <laughs> but like, it's just one of those things. It's like I don't know. Like, I guess, like I don't know. Mm. But yeah, do you feel like in a way it makes you crash though? Like, do you feel like after you know when you don't feel like you're taking because. From what I'm getting, at least you're getting enough sleep. Because even though you do sleep late, you wake up at a time where you still get enough sleep. So that's always a good thing. But do you feel like you could be doing more to like for yourself? Or do you feel like the stress doesn't, it's not as bad as, as it could be? No, I feel like I definitely should like Mm -hmm. set time, like, like times for myself. I need to be like, I need to go to the gym at this time. Mm -hmm. I need to like rest at this time. Like I need to tell myself that. And I really, that's like one of my goals for this like next six months is to, form a better routine for myself because the way I'm going, I feel like it might lead to a burnout. Mm-hmm. Like I won't be like in the near future, but I don't want to burn out even in the next three years. You yeah. know? Like okay. I want to be able to like take this forward properly. So that's just something I've told myself as well that I need to form a routine. So yeah, we'll see. Maybe I can form that <laughs> in the next three months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think routine is always a good thing to have. Uh, it's something that I've only recently realized as well before, um, before when, my day didn't have a routine. I just felt really out of it. Like mm. you, you just don't feel like you've had a productive day. You just haven't had anything. But when you have a routine, a structure in life, it kind of helps. Like you know, I'm gonna do this from this, this from this, and then at the end of the day, you reflect. You're like, oh wow, I got so much done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I think that's a big part. It helps you achieve things. Helps yeah, it does. Yeah, it helps small you. things or big things. Yeah, hundred mm. percent. I was sure. actually saying today, I caught the I caught public transport uh, for the first time mm. since I quit my job. Yeah. And I'm like. It was actually weirdly therapeutic. Like, it was actually nice, you know, just sitting there listening to music. But I'm like, maybe because I wasn't stressed about the destination. Yeah, Whereas yeah. when I went to work, I was like, oh, no, no, two Shit. more stops to win yet. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. It's I c- stressful. I could not say anything more relatable. That's the same with me when I'm on the train. I'm just like, the, tra- the train to work is always the fastest train ever for some <laughs> reason. Like, even though I'm going from Blacktown to Redfern, it's a 45-minute trek. I close my eyes, I wake up, I'm already at Redfern. Like when I, <laughs> You know what I mean? But like on the way back, it takes forever to get home. Oh, like honestly, It's just yeah. like a thing. It's insane, honestly. Okay. So with that, before we do finish up, we, we, Rush, you want to ask your, your question? I, I have two questions this time. Oh, actually. you got two, two questions. <laughs> All right, let's go. Going up. Uh, what's your one song that you like? Kind of, I guess... I ask this question all the time, but I also for, always forget how to like you know word it. For your cry sessions, yeah, for, not cry <laughs> sessions. It's kind of like you know you have a bad day and you know that post didn't do well. Just one song that that makes you just like. 
You know what, guys? I don't listen to white music. All I listen to is Bollywood music. That yes. boys. <laughs> there you go. That's always <laughs> like, a good thing. No so, <laughs> I, that's, so if you guys don't listen to Bollywood music, I'm sorry. But I don't know. Have you heard of Chanda Media? Don't start, bro. That is appropriate. <laughs> that, hits. that hits different. That's my anthem, Every bro. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Okay, one song one song that I actually love. So, yeah, I'm glad. It hits home, that one. And secondly, what's your... Um, these of You know, this is for all other content creators out there who are the same, do the same thing as you. What's your favorite look? That I've done? Yeah. Oh, I did a uh, Halloween look, which was a half angel, half devil. Ooh, nice. Yeah, that was probably my favorite. And that probably did the best it's ever done. It got like, oh, almost 50,000 views. And I was like really Incredible. happy with it because <laughs> I was just like, everything worked out perfectly. So in my mind, that's such a positive experience. <laughs> like, so I, I love that look. I feel like awesome. Yeah, yeah awesome. the Halloween ones are really nice. I have to admit, I really like the one where you bite into the apple, the, the apple one. Uh, were you a witch yeah, in that yeah, one? Yeah, witch. That <laughs> one was really good as well. Thank one's you. coming to you next Halloween. I'm gonna, yeah, <laughs> I know where to get my makeup done. <laughs> so I think before we go, what's, you know, a last bit piece of advice you would give content creators and, you know, how to deal with the stress of being, you know, having your own thing and like, I guess working also nine to five and everything. What's the last piece of advice you would give? Um, Like I said, make sure you love it and take some time out for yourself, even yeah. though that's really hypocritical of what <laughs> to say, but take some time out of yourself for yourself where you're doing something which is totally unrelated, like to, to your social media, like literally like go for a walk or like, I don't know, play with your dog, like do something that's totally different, unrelated, not on social media. Mm. Yeah, that's probably the best advice I can give. Awesome. Do. Simple and sweet. Awesome, awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Aditi, for jumping. Yes, thank you very on. much. That was a very, that was thank a very, I was, I was just sitting here and listening because I, I like all the, like the advice coming out. For once, I'm learning on my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was enlightening in a way as well because like as a content creator, because you know, in a way we're also trying to create content. Yeah. So it's really nice to hear from a content creator herself to know that how cracking the algorithms exactly. what matters what exactly. doesn't negatives everything helps and i guess this will help people you know who are people who are, who are trying to start yeah, their own definitely. thing and everything mm -hmm. so yeah thank you so much for jumping thank on thank you guys it was great thank chatting. you for jumping on Pavan. <laughs> yeah no worries as always always here <laughs> <laughs> and thank you guys for listening to another episode this week uh we'll catch you next week catch you later Bye. keep smiling Bye. <laughs>